Welcome to the Destiny Church 217 podcast, where we share the sermon of the week from Destiny Church. After the message, check out the show notes for links and more information on how to get connected with Destiny. Let's get into the message. We're very thankful for Pastor Joshua and his wife who are here with us today. They are new friends of ours. Our mutual acquaintances, uh, our mutual friend is uh, John King. And so let me tell you a little bit about Pastor Joshua and his wife. They live in the United States. Now, uh, they founded and lead a church in West Des Moines, Iowa, with members from 10 different nations in their church. Uh, They've been doing this now for 20 years. Uh, They have, uh, uh, let's see. You've been married 20 years, right? Two children, and uh, the oldest just went to ORU. You just dropped him off at ORU, so that's super cool. Joshua moved to the United States to go to college. During that time, he planted a church, and today there's 400 members and branches of that church over in Des Moines. God called him to full-time ministry in 2005, 2008. He founded the church uh, to minister to the Swahili-speaking immigrants in uh, that area, but now it's just blown up. There's been a move of the Holy Spirit, people getting filled with the Holy Ghost and all kinds of stuff, and so there's people from all nations that are there at their church. Uh, Margaret, his lovely wife, we bless you. Thanks for coming and having dinner with us last night at the banquet. Look forward to uh, creating a deeper relationship with you as well. Pastor Joshua is given the grace to teach. He's a good teacher. The power of the Holy Spirit, her sermons are filled with testimonies of healing provision. You're going to hear a lot of that tonight. And we've kind of just moved right along through this morning because we want to give him as much time as possible. Would you please stand to your feet and welcome our brand new friend, Pastor Joshua. Come and minister the power of the Spirit with us this morning. We are so thankful that you are here. Come on, keep the praise going. Hallelujah. 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 Welcome. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Uh, I'm, I'm so grateful to be here uh, in uh, Springfield, Illinois. Uh, Jumbo sana, amen. Praise God. Um, I'm so grateful to be here. And I believe we're going to receive me in the name of the Lord. And also in the name of Pastor John King, who is my friend. Amen. Uh, God is good. I have my wife here. Very quickly, just stand up and... Um, Amen, amen. That's uh, Pastor Margaret. We have been married for 20 years, and next month it will be 21 years. Uh, on the 5th of August, it just looked like yesterday. I can't believe that I've been 20 years. God has been good. We have two sons. I may have a son. Uh, Israel Kiande will be joining ORU in August. Um, we kind of like mixed feelings sending him. We feel we're going to miss him because he's a worship leader. He, he's taking care of the church in the Department of Ministry of Worship, uh, but we're going to leave the sister. She's 17, uh, going to high school. I mean, senior this year, and God has been blessing us, and we are happy. We have so many other sons and daughters, uh, spiritual sons and daughters. Maybe a quick correction. When I was in high school in Africa, I founded a church. We were four of us. We started a church, going to somebody's house, do that church. And I was like, I was a teenager, and people started getting saved. And they called me a pastor and said, no, I'm not a pastor. I said, yo, you led us to the Lord. So we started praying for them. That was the first time I cast a demon by myself. Uh, I have seen my dad cast demons. And that day I was casting demons. I said, I hope I will sleep tonight. He won't come. <laughs> but I slept and uh, it went well. And that church, when we visited a few years ago with my wife, it had 400 people. 
and um, they have a lot of branches. The pastor that I started with now, he's a bishop, and we are so happy. So when you come to Demon, don't look for a church of 400. I don't have those, amen? I want just to make sure you know that. But in Demon, God has been good. We have a church. Uh, it's not very big, but um, God has been moving. We have more than 13 nationalities in that church. We just spoke with one of our daughters this morning. She's in Cameroon. We have people from South Africa, Nigeria, Congo, everywhere, man. I don't even know. But God has been good. The presence of God is the same. And I'm here today just to share with you a little bit by the grace of God. Amen. So I came to America. I went to school. I went to Iowa State a little bit. I went to Minnesota. graduated with computer programming. And I thought I'm going to program. I was getting ready to move to Silicon Valley and make money. Uh, yeah. And God had sent me to Des Moines for maybe a couple of years, and I got arrested there. And I can move. And nowadays, I'm a proud pastor, a pro proud programmer who turned the pastor. And I tell people everywhere, I don't feel shy. And I always tell them, God provide for me. Amen. When I'm on play, what do you do? I'm a pastor. What does it do? I'm a pastor and I love what I do. And uh, I was flying back from uh, Tanzania last two weeks ago. And I, this young man, we sat together. He has his hair like this. He's, he was born in, uh, I think, in Ethiopia, but he lived in Minnesota. And he told me, what do you do? I said, hey, I, I, I went to Minnesota. I, I was a computer programmer, but nowadays I'm a pastor in a life. What are you doing? And she, he goes like, you know, I've been this age. I don't know my purpose. Please, will you tell me? So we shared a little bit. I led him into Christ on the plane in Jesus' name. So be proud of what you, you are doing. Amen. If God has called you to be a janitor, be a janitor who is filled with the Holy Spirit and be loving about that. Amen. Ne never, never, never desire to be somebody else. I like who I am. You know what? I'm very skinny, but I don't desire to be big. I'm, I'm fine. You know, hallelujah. I, I'm very tall and people feel like, hey, you're so tall. No, no, I, I, I'm happy. So if you are short, be happy. If you are big, be happy. Happy. Praise the name of Jesus. Love who you are and who God has called you to be. Because there is no other you. You are the only person. Wherever you go, seven billion people, it's only you and your identity. You, are, you and God knows you by your name. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. So this morning, we're going to talk about restoration. Restoration. And I, I think the theme of the title of my message today is uh, 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 the ultimate instrument of restoration. You see, sometimes uh, for those who are older than me, maybe you have a grandmother or grandpa and you have their picture. And you know, those years they didn't have a digital imaging or whatever they used to have paper. So they print that paper and somebody made there was a flooding and that, uh, that, that picture does not look very good. So you take it somewhere and say, we're going to restore this. And go somewhere and say, hey, we don't have the technology. We don't have the equipment. Try somewhere else. So when we talk about restoration, there must be some instrument, there must be some ingredients, there must be some way, a lab where you can go and be restored. And I don't know how you came this morning, maybe you came here and your marriage needs restoration. Maybe you came here, your business needs somehow restoration. Maybe you came here, your children need relationship, need restoration. Maybe your health needs restoration. I want to encourage you this morning that tap into it because the master of restoration, Jesus Christ, is in the house in Jesus' name. Pray the name of Jesus. So um, we're going to uh, just uh, reflect on a story whereby God wanted to be in the midst of Israelites. And the Ark of the Covenant, 
Ah, the Ark of the Covenant was, was one of the instrument uh, or, or symbol of his presence and the instrument of faith, the symbol of faith, their faith. So they left that place and God said, hey, I want to come and be in your midst. So uh, create this tent, uh, tent, tent and then make this uh, uh, box and then uh, I'll come and that will be the symbolic representation of me. So they carried that everywhere where they were. And we see that even after the death of Moses, when they came to the, 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 the um, Joshua came to the, uh, to, to the Jordan River, what he did, that Ark of Covenant uh, made a way for them. When they carried them and they walked, those priests walked in the water, the water separated and stopped still, then they passed there in Jesus' name. Pray the name of Jesus. We see also when they, they came to the wall of Jericho, that they went circling that and the, 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 the Ark of Covenant was instrumental to bring the war of Jericho down. And this morning I want to encourage you and remind you that the Ark of Covenant is still with us, not in the box form but the presence of God that dwells in us in Jesus' name. When you have the presence of God, hallelujah, everything will be restored. Because when you, when you have the presence of God, you are carrying it, there is a restoration and you can start walking in manifestation of the presence of God. I like the name of your ministry, Fivefold Ministries. The Bible said he gave some to be apostles, be pastors, etc. And he said, for the equipping of the saints. So we are not to do the work. You are to do the work. When you see somebody becoming a big, making a big show, doing miracles, that's okay. But that's not equipping the saints. Equipping the saints is when you can sit back and let them do it. Today I came and I, I don't tell them, but I, I, I turned my phone off. I'll be training people to do media. I'll be training people to do everything. And today I saw some missed phone call. I want them to grow today. They're going to figure out things when I'm away. I've been training them enough. So I just left. I turned my phone off. And, hey, pastor, this is not working. I just keep quiet. The, the thing is you have to train people. And, and, and the ministry here is to train people for the work of the ministry. But I'm telling you, people are tired with church. People are tired with programs. People are tired with songs. People are tired. They want to see the manifestation of the presence of God. So the Bible says that when Saul uh, became a king and uh, somehow he, he started doing things that were contrary to the word of God, you know, sometimes it can be getting used to becoming American. We get used to having money. We get used to, to having the presence of God. So he lost. He lost the Ark of Covenant. And the Ark of Covenant were taken by Philistines. But you know, God knows how to fight for himself. So they went there, they could not keep it. And they said, what do we do? They decided to take two cows, and then they sent the Ark of the Covenant back. And when the Ark of the Covenant came back, the Bible says in the book of Samuel chapter, chapter 7, that in the man of Carius Jerem came and took the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Binadam on the hill and they consecrated his son Eleazar to watch over the ark of the Lord. From the day that the ark remained at Carius Jerem, the time was long for it was 20 years and all of the house of the Israel mourned after the Lord. I was just reading from 1 Samuel 7, 1 to 2. So they took the ark to this man's house called Abinadam. They put it there 
And they started doing church. They continue with the, you know, the architect, we don't care. Just take it, let's consecrate one person. You take care of that. We are going just to do our business. So for 20 years, they were mourning. The presence of God was supposed to be with them, but they did not take care of the presence of God. They didn't honor the presence of God. So they were mourning. In the morning, they woke up. It was just another day. They are going there. They are just waiting. They are just waiting for 20 years. My friends, for 20 years, nothing happened. God is living in their midst, but nothing is happening. And today we have so many churches where people just come, they clock in each Sunday, they go home the same way. They come the next week, they clock in, they go in the work. COVID shows up, they are scared of death. <laughs> no, 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 you be safe. The apostles, they said we better kill us. And you are scared of virus. I'm not saying that you not be careful. But how comes that we can run just like they run? And today we tell them about God. If God is God, he has to be shown that he's God. We cannot be running away, hiding with them. We are crying, they are crying. Everything, and then we come back and tell them they have God. No, it can't happen. I'm going to give you some testimony tonight. But when I, I, I was just in the presence of God and everybody just liked to see us. I, first of all, I refused to become a puppet. You see, some people like to use you. Uh, like, you know, what? we are helping this guy here. We're helping this guy. I told them, listen, I left my degree to come and work in the kingdom. So if God is God of Hanson, he's the same God of mine. He's not like coloring minding that because I'm black, then I cannot reach him. You can stop me. So I said, I'm going to get everything that we have, I'll have it. So I, I, I remember uh, we started seeking the presence of God, seeking the presence of God. And one day Pastor King shows up. He came to us. First of all, he told me, I want to come to your church. Said, we are very few. He said, I'll just come. I just love your spirit. He came and he gave a prophecy. He said, God is going to give you a building, but this is going to be scaring to you. And when God showed me that building, I went in that place. First of all, I was scared. 18,000 square feet building and inside is empty the carpet is dragged we are just a hundred people i don't know what to do and i'm shaking like this i call one of my my leaders he said pastor god said it will scare you so don't be concerned so we took it today is a good sanctuary with everybody we are learning programs because god shows up you see, people cannot come and they will be attracted, will not be attracted because of number of time you spend in prayer closet. You must take that now and transform it to something tangible. When people see manifestation of healing, when people see manifestation of breakthrough, they will come because you spend time to seek the presence of God, but people don't eat the presence of God. People want bread. Pray the name of Jesus. People want healing. But you get to go there and find the presence. So these guys, they brought the ark, put it there for 20 years. Nothing was happening. And I wonder today what's happening in our cities. We have the ark of covenant. We have God, but we are scared of COVID. We have the ark of covenant but we still need some stimulus check to help the church. We, 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 we are scared of COVID. But we are scared of everything because God is there, but we don't acknowledge him. Pray the name of Jesus. So after some times, they, uh, Saul died and uh, King, uh, King uh, David came to power and he remembered, I need that Ark of Covenant. So he went to pick the Ark of Covenant and when he went to pick the Ark of the Covenant, 
um, they brought that Ark of Covenant. One thing that he did not know, he decided to copy the way of Felicians. So the Ark of Covenant was to be carried by priests. They were to carry it by shoulders. But when they were sending that Ark of Covenant, the, Philist, the, the Philistians, what they did, they had a cow, two cows, and then they have a, 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 a table, like a cart. So King said, you know what, we're going to do the same way. We're going to have like, a new cart and put it up. So when they put it up and they were going, it tipped, and this guy, he wanted to touch it, and he died instantly. Pray the name of Jesus. Tell your friend, don't copy the ways of the world. Tell her, don't copy the ways of the world. You know, today, in order to bring people to church, we want to be just compromising and doing, what did you do? Uh, Pastor, what are you doing there? The church is growing so what, what are you doing? You know, you need to ask God to tell you what to do. So he copied the way of the other people and somebody died. And when he died, the Bible says he was angry. And he decided, like, I don't want the Ark of Covenant anymore. And, 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 and we can see that after that, David had a very good intention, but the method that he used was not God's way. You have to do things God's way. It may not be popular, but God's way is the best. You meant to have to run your family God's way. You may not be popular, but God's way is the best. Today, maybe you are here and you say, man, I'm turning 40. Nobody is even interested in me. So how other people are doing? I need a spouse. I'm telling you, there is a God's way of bringing a spouse to you. And God's way is the best way. Because if you do it your own way, it's not going to last long. But when you do it God's way, hallelujah, God is with you. Maybe you are here today, you are doing business. You so say, everybody is doing this. Everybody is doing that. It's not about everybody. It's about God's way. It's not about everybody. It's about God's way. The church is running. I don't care how other people are doing. I want to know how God wants me to do it. Because God's way is the best way. So he decided, like, I don't want it. When he said, I didn't want it, there was a man. Uh, and these guys, he was just, a, 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 he was not even a, he was not even a, a, a Jew, but he said, hey, give it to me. So he took it and put it. Now, the, the, the Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter number 6, 10, and David was unwilling to move the ark of the Lord in the city of David with him. But David took it aside to the house of Obed Edom. The Gittite, the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed Edom, the Gittite, for three months. And the Lord blessed Obed Edom and all his household. Pray the name of Jesus. For 20 years, nothing was happening in the house of Abinadam. For 20 years, they were mourning. For 20 years, they were complaining. But when he took it to the house of Obed Edom, the Bible said for 90 days, for three months, hallelujah, God blessed the Obed Edom and his household was blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. When you harbor the presence of God, only for 90 days, not you don't have to be doing 20 years, for 90 days only, for 10 days, for you will be blessed. 
And not only that to be blessed, but to be blessed to bless other people. Because the Bible says all his household was blessed. So if we had a house helper, that house helper was blessed. If you have a pet, I know American, you like dogs. Your dog will be blessed in the name of Jesus. If you have a car, your car will be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything that you have will be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Your children will be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I was so encouraged yesterday to see your daughter serving with you. Many people prophesy, say, you know, pastor, just wait. When your kids turn 18, 17, you'll be, you, you know, pastor, wait. And I refused. I say, no. I know, like, I know, like, I can get an accident anytime. I drove yesterday. I don't say I'm immune to an accident. But I don't prophesy about accident. I'm not waiting to get one. If it happens, okay, we'll solve it. But I, when I leave, left yesterday, I was hoping that I arrive here safely. So when you have children, don't start prophesying negative about them. If something happened, okay, God will fix that. But don't just, it's like, you just wait when they turn 14. You just wait. When they turn 15, you'll see. Today, my kids, I'm not saying they are perfect, but I'm grateful for where we have come from. Because they are 18, 17, they serve the Lord. They are the people that are teaching Sunday school. They are the people that are telling me, hey, we don't want to do that. They, they are people that say, daddy, once you drink, never drink. You know, we have the prayer. They believe everything because I am blessed and my children are blessed. Hallelujah. And if your children are giving you a hard time, I want to remind you today, the presence of God will change everything. You don't need to start watching and chasing them down. You're gonna be you are old and you're chasing at 18 years old. You're gonna break your feet. Don't do that. But if you tell God to come in your life, God has a power to influence your home. God has the power to influence your business. God has the power to influence your team. God has the power to influence your church in the mighty name of Jesus. So obey Edom was there for 90 days, three months, the temp the ark of a covenant stayed his house, everything was blessed. Now David heard that, hey, the guys who said I'll take it, he's been blessed. So he said, I'm going to get it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, if you are not known and you hold the presence of God, now the kings will come to you. They'll start to be attracted to you. Hey, we want it. Now before he was saying, take it, I don't want it, I don't want it, I don't want it, take it. But this time he was, I think, even ready to buy it. He said, I'm, I'm not giving it to men. You definitely ah, give it. He's a king. So sometimes when you harbor the presence of God and the presence starts manifesting, you see people coming from different places to come and say, what can we do, pastor? What can we do in your church? Because they want to tie their business with your anointing. They want to tie your, your business with you. They want to tie your relationship with their children in the mighty name of Jesus. I remember going to pick my kids. They were graduating from elementary school. And I went there, this teacher told me, if you ever write a book about parenting, I'll buy the first copy. He said, if you ever buy, write, you know, because your kids, the way they behave, the way they do things, it's very different. Pray the name of Jesus. I never wrote a book, but I had one customer waiting. <laughs> Pray the name of Jesus. You see, when the presence of God abides with you, there are some things that people will come. You never struggle. Hallelujah. You never struggle. I'm just an African guy. Coming to America, I have to sell a motorcycle. I had a one-way ticket. I came, I got so many persecution and so many problems. If I had a ticket, I could have gone back. 
but there was no option of going back. You see, like when they crossed the, 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 the Red Sea, there was no option of going back. He closed, so they can't. You are, God set me up for the ministry. I had no option to go back. But today you see, God has blessed me. God has blessed us. We are helping people. We are building churches. We are doing stuff. Because when the presence of God is there, you don't have to struggle. Honestly, you can't struggle anymore. Because how can you struggle when the, while the covenant is with you? Manifestation, everything that you touch is blessed. Pray the name of Jesus. So he, he heard that <laughs> there was a blessing that was coming. So he came to get the Ark of the Covenant and bring it back to the city of David. The first time he left, he was angry. He was angry with God. But the manifestation made him happy. He was dancing all his heart out until his wife was offended. You see, the reason you come to church sometimes you cannot worship because somebody has stolen the Ark of Covenant. So you have a religion of coming to church on Sunday and everybody is happy. Why they keep repeating? This is too monotonous. Move to another song. But when the presence of God is there, you are happy. Actually, hey, come back. We are here on earth. Because you had already gone somewhere, you are worshiping. They come, come, come back. Why did you just cut this short? Because now it's just flowing. Pray the name of Jesus. So uh, I wanted just to, to share with you and encourage you this morning that the, the instrument that God will use to restore your life is the presence of God. Once you harbor the presence of God, everything that will touch, it will be restored in Jesus' name. Now, it may take time because God is clock and our clock is different. Amen? The Bible says he put eternity in us. So the way God views time, he don't view time or he don't perceive time like it. today is January, tomorrow, no, it is eternity. So for us, we are given a small portion back there. So we are the one, you know, God is never late because from beginning to everlasting, he's done. we are the one who are fighting for the time that are located to us. So it's very important to understand that the God is timing is the best. You see, this guy has the Ark of Covenant for 20 years. 20 years is a long time. We've been married for 20 years. Because our marriage is, it's not perfect, but it's good. Amen. Do I have some married couples here? If you you know, if I die, I resurrect, I'll remarry you again. All those are fake things, you know, you know, you fake things, fake things, you know, fake things. I don't like fake people. Honestly, if you, t- if you tell me something fake, I will turn me off. I'll get people who speak the truth. Amen. We are living, we, we, we work together, we invest in our marriage, we do stuff, and we have a common goal. Our common goal now is to see other people come to Christ. So even if I'm angry, I, 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 you know, my, my, my interests are not equivalent to the interests of the kingdom of God. So I'm willing to do everything to make sure the kingdom of God, so we make our marriage work in Jesus' name. Amen. We, we encourage each other. We work together. We, we find what somebody wants you. Encourage them in Jesus' name. So 20 years is not less. Amen. It's a long time. So the thing is, for 20 years, these people, they had the Ark of Covenant, but nothing happened. But when it comes to God's clock, for three months, everything was changing. 
Like the CNN will come and say, what are you doing different here? Why are you doing this? What is happening here? What's happening? Because things are changing because that now is in God's clock. Three months with God is better than 20 years with not God. Pray the name of Jesus. The marriage of 10 years with God is sweet than the marriage of 70 years without God. Because we'll be going through hell. Pray the name of Jesus. So the timing is very important. I was in Africa a few weeks ago. I went to see my dad. He's 97. He's long in love. And my mom is like 93. They don't really know when they were born because they were born in Africa. In Africa, we don't care about time. I can preach here until evening, okay? But I've been here long enough, so we are good. So, uh, but they know like, when it was World War, World War II, I was like 14. I was like, I was taking care, so I was about 14. So they know my dad could be 98 or could be 95, maybe plus or minus two, I don't know. My mom also is like 92, maybe 93, I don't know, but they are old people. So I went to see them. And um, <laughs> I'm the ninth child in my family of 11. So my dad is a father slash grandpa. You know, my dad is like a grandpa to me. I'm, he's like, they have been married for 75 years. Now imagine, like, you know. So anyways, so I went to see them. But when I was there, there's something they call jet lag. Jet lag is when you travel, your body is in this geographic location, but your brain is still connected where you came from. Amen. How many of you have been traveling from different countries? You know that. So I'm there. The clock is 12 midnight. Everybody's sleeping. And I am just as awake as, I don't know, whatever. I'm just awake and I'm connected with Des Moines, 12 midnight, and I'm calling them. We are talking because my brain is not, have not accepted that I belong to that geographical legion, time zone, I'm still connected somewhere. May your spiritual clock always connect with God. It doesn't matter what's happening here on earth. They may say you are 40, you are 50, but God say, hey, you are my toddler. Hey, hey, can you walk? You are still my toddler. God say, hey, hey, you, you can walk. Sometimes they say, hey, yeah, yeah, it's too late now. I have to have that retirement. If I don't get the, I have to quit the ministry and work, get to the retirement. Because I, God say, hey, hey, you are just a teenager to my kingdom. I have some plan for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Don't allow the devil to, to sink your clock with things of the world. You'll be running for things that are not important. When I left the, 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 the job, promising job, etc., and I came, people told me, ah, you must be sick. How can you go to school and graduate with computer programming and become a minister waiting for people to bring offering? <sighs> Say, you, are, you are sick. I told them I'm not sick. And uh, after going through a lot, after passing the test, 2009, God sent somebody. I had a phone call. Somebody called me, hey, there's somebody who came here. He's visiting from Rwanda, and he would like to come and talk to you. And I said, our program is busy. You see, I told you religion is very bad. Sometimes you can push God out because you want to go get a meal. But your answer was just coming right there. So I told him, um, we are busy. Uh, maybe you can give. He said, he will just talk to you. Give him like 15 minutes. I said, I don't even know him. Okay, let him come. So he come, we create a slot for like 10 minutes. He stand there. He said, prophesying. He said, God sent me to you, Joshua. I don't know him. He said, you have been doing all this, but now God is going to make everything easy for you. You do less, he'll do more. 
He said, the time that we invested, God is coming, his presence. And that's what I really needed at that time. So God showed up and started, people started being filled with the Holy Ghost in our church. We had a group of African people coming because I helped them a lot. But this time God started ministering to them. I remember I did my first baptism, nine people, all of them being filled with the Holy Spirit inside the tank. Nobody taught them about the Holy Spirit. They just get in, they can't get out. You see, I am slim. I can lift 200 pound people. So, hey, please come. So I was baptizing, they were lifting there like dead people. And in the next week, everybody brought a camera, they want more baptism. So like we span of one month about us like 80 people. And all of them got saved and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now I'm telling you, when God shows up, things are different. In the middle of the night, somebody's calling me, calling me and I pick the phone, he cannot talk. Ba 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 pasta ba 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 pasta. Said I don't know what to do. We talk for ten minutes. We cannot agree. I stand the phone off. Now I have to seek counsel. I have praying. I have. I know about praying for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but I never read anything praying for people to stop speaking the Holy Ghost. I don't know about. It. So I call my friend. I don't. I don't know what to do. After sometimes say I'm gonna just leave him speak. The next day he called me yesterday. I'm so sorry, Pastor. Yesterday I called you. I wanted to tell you that I cannot speak. I've been speaking in tongues. I don't know how to quit. <laughs> Pray the name of Jesus. The presence of God. The presence of God. That's what you need. Make sure that you don't just have a covenant, act of covenant without his presence. Honor his presence and you'll be fine. Amen? Amen. Now let's read this. Let me just tell you. Sometimes we think like this is like a mystical things. Why do we get in the Ark of Covenant? Let me just read to you uh, John chapter 7, 37 to John 7, 37 to 39. Uh, this is what the Bible says. On the last day, how many of you believe you are living the last days? Can I see your head? How many of you believe that we are living in the last day? I think we can lecture Apostle Paul about last days than he can tell us. Because he saw it in faith, we are seeing it life. Pray the name of Jesus. So we are living in the last days. Only, this is what the Bible says. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and died, uh, cried out saying, if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believe in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow the rivers of living water. Now, it's not about going somewhere to receive the Ark of Covenant. It's that it lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. And he's flowing. Hallelujah. Out of us flows the, 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 the rivers of living. Huh? I'm not talking about Aquafina water. I'm not talking about a certain water from Colorado Spring. I'm talking about the living water. Hallelujah. And now if you go to Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1 to 12, he talk about how Ezekiel was brought to the door of the temple and then somebody was measuring water and he entered the water was an ankle deep and when you, water is an ankle deep, you have freedom. You see, I don't swim. I don't know how to swim. Don't laugh at me. I was not born in America. I, where I was born, we were just church planted. My dad planted about 16 churches. So we are moving from one place to another place. There was no rivers, you know, your streams. So I didn't know how to swim. Actually, when we go to the plane, they say, in case you land in water, I say, I'll die first, you know. I, I, you know, I'll die first. I don't even know how to swim. So the thing is, the Bible says that he was going the ankle deep. When the ankle deep, when I go to a swimming pool, 
And I went, I just go like one feet. That's why I go. I don't go deeper. Because at one feet, I have freedom. I can jump in. I can jump out. I can jump in. <laughs> Nobody knows. And there are some places where sometimes we end with ankle deep. We don't want to go deeper to God because we're going to lose our freedom. We want just to stay there. But he said he measures again. He went in. The water was here. He measured in. He went. The water. When the water is here, you don't have much freedom. You have to plan. Should I run or should I drag myself? And then he, he came and it was a mighty river. Now I can swim and flow in that water. You see, when you come to the presence of God, there's a level of anointing. There's a level of presence of God where you'll be lost, that you are no, no longer having control of your life. You don't no longer control what you shall give. It's what God's saying, give, you give. You don't control how you shall sing. You don't care who is left on the left or with the right. You can just get in because you have followed every measurement that God is giving you. You follow to obedience. God measures, you follow. You don't go yourself. He say he measures and I went. So when God measures and he say go, you go. When God call you, come deeper, you come deeper. At the end of the day, you are in this place where the water now is flowing. So water is flowing. You are inside the river, but also inside of you there is a water coming. Hallelujah. And we are ready to transform the nations. Now this is what the Bible says, verse number 80. Then he said to me, the water flows towards the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enter the sea where it reaches the sea its water are healed and it, it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the water go will live there will be a very great multitude of fish because this water goes there for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. And then down to number 12 saying, along the bank of the river, on the side of that will grow all kinds of tree used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit whether, uh, uh, every month because the water flows from the sanctuary. Their, their, fruit will, uh, their fruit will be for food and their leaves are for medicine. Pray the name of Jesus. There is a river of the presence of God. First of all, God put water, living water in us. So you bring your living water, you bring your living water, and you put together, we have a stream of water. We have a river. So now we are flowing. The Bible says, wherever this water goes, wherever it touches, there is healing. Hallelujah. So I had this, I, I, I was going to borrow that testimony yesterday about this person who is connected to this ministry in, uh, I think, Latin America. You're praying, praying for people with COVID. They can't breathe, lay hands, and what happens? They get healed. Say about 24, 20 or 24? 20 people. 25. 25. This person is carrying the river of God. And whatever you touch, you get healed. So in fact, if we are carrying the river of God, when they are shouting everything, uh, only essential services will be there. They say, church should be the essential services. Pray the name of Jesus. Church should be the last thing that will close because they will come there for healing. Pray the name of Jesus. When COVID hit last year, everybody was scared. All parking lots were empty. And I was contemplating what do you do? Everybody, pastor, we have to be safe. Pastor, I have to be safe. And one day God told me, you are an essential worker. Go to church and run the church. 
So I talk to my kids and my wife. I love my family. We said, if we die, it's okay. We die for the kingdom. Let's go. So we started going. We started opening the church. And then we, we just do live. We, and people we thought like a church was live, like everything live. Before that, like he, a year ago, or two years ago, uh, somebody came, came, gave me a prophecy about the media ministry that we run. So about six months before COVID, the Lord told me, put together this, this station and everything. So we started buying stuff. I, I have a budget of $4,000. Just came out to talk to church. And God had told me, I'll compel people to give. Don't worry. Don't even put a lot of slideshows. Just tell them. So to my surprise, people gave $11,000. So we bought everything. And after training, I didn't know anything about camera. We trained after training, COVID hit. So everybody say, surely you heard from the Lord. Because now the church was just going on. And now after we just finished, now we are back. Somebody came and told me, I haven't been in this church, but I've been worshiping with you throughout COVID. Throughout COVID, you have been my pastor. So I'm coming now back to church. She joined the church. And so many people, and I, people who used to be in the church, they are no longer there, but we have so many people who followed us on the line, and now they have come. And the church is full of new people. Pray the name of Jesus. The presence of God will tell you what to do. When you have the presence of God, when other people are retreating, he say, go. When everybody's shutting their business, God say, put your business here. Because the presence of God knows what you are doing. Pastor, I appreciate and I honor what you are doing. And Lord, we are going to pray. This is amazing. Empowering people to do what God has called them to do. Pray the name of Jesus. You don't have to have a million of dollars. But when you start doing something, God will come. God is using this church to bless people in other nations in Jesus' name. Because you say, we want that ark of covenant. Pray the name of Jesus. When David and other people say, we don't want it. We are angry. We say, no, we still want this God. We say, if God is good, why do we have COVID? It doesn't matter. He's not good because we don't have COVID. COVID, he's good because he's good and we're going to honor him. And when we honor him that way, hallelujah, when we honor him that way, things are going to happen in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything that we touch will be blessed. Today you are blessing people in Latin America. I believe that you bless people in other places because you are harboring the presence of God. Pray the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I finish here. So the presence of God the manifestation of the presence of God will attract kings, resources. Hallelujah. When you have the manifestation of prayer, people will come to network with you. People will come. I don't have time to share with you, but I'm telling you, before manifestation, we are doing people are speaking in tongues. Nobody knew about us. They spoke in tongues. And I saw so many manifestations of the presence of God. I remember this lady. She's there. And I'm praying for people. And she's like, they call me, come. So what do you want? Can you help her stop? I can't. So I have to find somebody to take her home. She can't drive. What do I do? I don't know what to do. You know, I've seen so much stuff happening. But all these things will not attract the king. But when they heard this African guy has purchased you know, we carried $100,000 and God told me, don't fundraise, don't sell anything. I've just placed people to give. And I, for like a span of three months, people in the church, widows, they're coming, they're pledging. I said, why do you pledge money? I don't need your money. You are widow. Say, no, no, I know God will provide. I'll pick your second job. Before we knew we had 75,000 US dollars. We moved another 25 to our account. We had 100,000. For the first time, I carried an African I carried a check, 100,000 in my, I took a picture. <laughs> And nobody could give us a loan. 
until my other pastor came and said, you know, if they don't want, I'll buy this church and I'll sell it to you. And he did that. When we had that now manifestation, I saw people come from Europe. I saw like the whole team church with their pastoral team, like seven will come. What are you doing? I don't have, I can't tell them what, I don't know. I don't know how I did. I don't know. I just know one thing simple, that Jesus has been with me. So they come, like they are sitting down. They are waiting for, okay, this is the procedure. Number one, do this. I don't have that. I just want to know when I obey God, God will show up. Right. And sometimes people get frustrated because they think I'm, I don't know, I don't know how to explain this stuff. Now we say, okay, you know what? Now we're going to send our mission team here to do the remodel. So I'm just sitting there. They are doing remodel, doing remodel. Hallelujah. And people on Sunday, they come, Pastor, what happened? I don't know. God just showed up. <laughs> Before I knew it, somebody said, but hey, you have 11 lights here. They look old. But when I built my new sanctuary, I have some lights. So come check if you can help. And I'll give you a pastor to come and fix. We get to this. We count. We have 11. He had 11. How did this happen? I don't know. We take them, we come. The church is very high ceiling. We put them, the stem is too short. We say we need the 11 stems. We go somewhere. They sell each one about $100, uh, 113 So that's like $1,000. We don't have the money. And this guy told me, I think we can go to rest, restore store and see if we can find. I say the possibility of getting 11 is very minimal. And getting the right size, he said, let's just go. We get there. We get 12 of them, each one $6. Pray the name of Jesus. So people start like coming out there, helping out. Hey, do you need chairs? And you remember what they called? Do you need chairs for your Ebenezer Hall, the hall for food? Do you need chairs? And say, no, 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 no. I, I don't have the budget. Say, I didn't ask you to have a budget. Do you need chairs? I say, yeah, I'm sorry. I say, I do. She bring like 70 chairs free, new, put them in there. You see, God knows how to do this stuff. Hallelujah. God's way is the best. Restoration starts with inviting the presence of God. That God, I rather miss everything. I rather have few friends with you. I rather have little money with you. I rather have a little building with you rather than having everything without you is a loss. Restoration needs the presence of God. When we invite the Holy Spirit and he starts helping us to do things that we cannot do. And people now will come to offer like, hey, how did you do? What can you do? I believe David came and he was scared. How did you keep this presence of God? I need it. Can I buy it from you? Pray the name of Jesus. Let me just finish by giving you one more testimony before I close. So a few months, I mean a few years ago, I became a pastor and God sent somebody to say, you are not a pastor, you are a father. So I don't just do what pastors do. I do what fathers do. Make sure everybody eat in the church. Nobody can go hungry who I'm around. I don't care. God will not ask, how much did you bring in your checking account? One million. Oh, praise God. He will say, how many lives did you touch? So I, I just do things in a different way. I make sure I send people to college. I make sure like those who are my father, I, find somebody, teach them how to drive. I'll do a fatherly work. So there's this girl who came, I found her miraculously, went to rescue her. Uh, she was looking for a church. Brought her in our home. We stayed with her for about three, four years. 
she came with a suitcase god blessed her we help her buy a car now she's in the military she's doing good she's a good worship leader sometimes when god is sending a, 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 a sending a miracle to you it doesn't come like wrapped very good it will come like a rag and you say no i don't need this i don't need this so when he, when she was that now she was getting married they had to go be part of her wedding because i'm a father so i was traveling from minnesota to nairobi so i come to the morning service we finish they pray for me my wife i'm going to kenya for the wedding tomorrow I'll be in Kenya I'm driving now to Minnesota to catch the the flight around 4 p.m. so I drive when I was in Lakeville Minnesota like 20 minutes from the airport my phone rang and my daughter say daddy did you carry everything with you I say yes I have my suitcases I think you left you are carry on I said no I'm okay uh, I, I so after some few minutes of denial I stopped and I check back I have two suitcases full of stuff this girl you know girls never finish to shop for wedding stuff so she have sent me bring me this bring me this okay i have all this stuff i have my shoes i have my suit everything is good but i don't have my carry on and my carry on has a passport so i don't know what do i do i'm here i call the airline And the guy said, hey, can you go back and get it quick? I said, I'm like three hours away and the plane will take off here in next like one hour or two hours. So there's no way. He said, no, you bought this ticket. There's no way we can do how to pay for it. We negotiated after some time. He told me, okay, add is 300, then I will rebook you for tomorrow. But now I have to, to come back home, drive back home. And I came home and there, what happened? I said, I don't know. I left my carry-on on our living room in our living room and i went with everything but you know if i would be naive and just carry my suitcase and just go to the gate and say here i am i'm joshua this is my license i won't even get to the plane because these people here they don't hear any other language or what they want is your passport they don't even look at it. your passport scan Okay, move over here. There's no language you can speak to them. Yeah, I couldn't say, yeah, I am the person, you know, I'm carrying all this stuff, I'm, I'm doing this, just let me in. No, I had to come back to Iowa and grab my suitcase <laughs> and grab my carry-on. And this time I made sure that I don't put my passport in the carry-on. It has to be here. That if you take me away, my passport. Because you can take everything else, but if I have my passport and my, my ID, I can get in the plane and go buy everything back there. But without that, there's no way I could do that. And uh, some of us today, God sent me here. Is my daughter called me to call you and ask you, do you have the presence of God inside of you? Do you have Jesus inside of you? Because sometimes we focus too much with our, our suitcases. I could have, have carried some golden shoes and everything, but to get there, it doesn't help. Some of us, we are hanging to charity work. You know, I help people, you know, I help people in Brazil, I help people in here, da, 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 da. that's a good thing, that's a suitcase. But the suitcase will not allow you to get into the gate. Maybe you know, you have to take care of orphanage, you know, I'm helping this, I'll do this. That's a good work. But at the gate, they don't ask you, open your suitcase, what you are carrying. Uh-uh. They ask you, hey, please swipe your passport. And I'm, I'm, I'm here just to appeal to you. Some of you have lost God. All you have is work. 
And you are carrying this and you, you don't want, you are carrying this work. I do this, I do this, I do this. Now, let me tell you the truth. If I hadn't just a passport and I'll be cold there, I need my jacket. Uh, I no, make no mistake. I need my shoes. I need everything. It's a good thing. What you are doing will give you reward in heaven. But you don't get reward, reward until you get there. And the way to get there is Jesus Christ coming to your life today and say, you know what? I have my passport. I'd rather leave my suitcase because a suitcase is additional. But getting through there, I need this. As I was coming back, I stopped by a gas station. You know what they did? That door, they opened the door for me. And you know one thing about America, if you are not from America, and maybe you are new here, they smile for everything. Even though they don't like you, they smile at you. <laughs> I get to the gas station. You know, you can enter the gas station with no ID. But at the airport, you can't enter. There are some places, secret places, where you can enter. We, we thought you can't enter without the presence of God. Without the name of Jesus, there are some doors that will not open. Gas station, okay. Bathroom, hallelujah, no door. You can just get it there, everywhere can get there. There are some resources of the kingdom that you cannot access until you have the presence of God in you that will unlock those doors in Jesus' name. There are some places that you can go until God opens the door for you. Hallelujah. I'm not here because I'm a good preacher. I'm here because I'm connected to the men of God. I'm connected to people that can help me to get where God wants me to be in Jesus' name. And this morning, I want you to stand on our feet as we pray. Hallelujah. Ask yourself this morning. You have the Ark of Covenant. You have religion. But do you have the presence of God with you? Some of you, you, don't have, you have all the suitcases, but you don't have a passport. You need to find that passport, which is to believe in Jesus and let those living water flow from inside of you. Now we start with a maybe just a little stream of water that cannot even move anything. But as more you get to connect with God, the river starts flowing and you find yourself, wherever you are, you affect other people. Now salvation is not going to heaven, but salvation is about touching other people's lives. Now salvation is not just making it to heaven. If I can only make it to heaven, it becomes like now, if I can just say, affect more people. Now going to heaven is not an issue. How many people are you watering? How many life are you touching? How many young people are you touching? I, I bless the Lord for that brother who, who said, I am a pastor of youth. Where are you? I love youth. Where are you? Where is that pastor? Amen, amen. Praise God. May God bless you. God bless you. You know, I believe in youth. I believe in next 20 years, I won't be able to jump and run like I do. What will happen to the gospel? That is my cry. That's why I believe young people should be allowed to come to church. They may not dress like us, but what they need is the message of the cross in Jesus' name. In their own generation, they know how to speak to their own people. And once I started in establishing the young people, now the church is becoming full because they, they know how to call each other and come. Oh, what we need now is to impact them and say, God, I don't, I don't want them just coming here and dancing. I want to impact the presence of God in them that they can pray for one another, that they can do things. We need the presence of God. And maybe some of you here, you have used to have a act of covenant, the presence of God. Somehow you lost it because you get used to it. 
And now you're seated in the house of Edom somewhere. They are being blessed. It belongs to you. You must reclaim and bring it back in Jesus' name. You must go with happiness and say, I want it. I want it back. You must pay the price. You must do it the God's way. Hallelujah. And when David did God's way, he brought it back to the house the city of David. Amen. Every eye closed this morning. Maybe you are here and you want to say, Pastor, I'm the one who needs the presence of God. Lift your hands to Jesus. We're going to pray together. I'm the one who, who feel like I need restoration. I need the presence of God. Honestly speaking, I can give you a million dollars, but that will not help you much. But the presence of God means everything. Hallelujah. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I know your, prob- your presence will solve all problems. Everything that these people have will be blessed and touched in Jesus' name. Those who are sick, your presence of healing, oh God, I release in Jesus' name. Those who cannot talk to their children, bitterness in Jesus' name, I release your presence. Father, those who are doing business, I release your presence. And Father, I pray that you take us deeper, deeper, closer to you in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Jesus Christ. I thank you, Jesus Christ, because you are good. I thank you, Jesus Christ, because your presence means everything. Your presence means everything, oh God. We can share a lot of our problems and challenges, but your presence will dissolve every challenge in Jesus' name. Let the living water, rivers of living water flow today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. While every eye closed, who is there here today? Pastor, I left my passport in my living room. You don't have Jesus. You want to have Jesus. I'm telling you, you can have religion, but that will not open the gate for you. Anyone who wants to give their life to Christ this morning, just lift your hand up. I'm going to pray with you. If you want to recommit, recommit your life to Christ, anyone, 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 hallelujah. Father, I thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for everybody who is here. I pray that you help us, oh God, to reconnect with you more. In Jesus' name. And everybody say it, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. As we conclude this podcast, we want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing to receive our weekly podcast on your device. Check out the show notes for links to our website, more information about this message, or to support our ministry. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships.